The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. I am an agent of chaos, but I'm an agent of organised chaos sometimes. And Michael Lucas. First we barrel the pork, then we pump it and dump it. This is Emsolation. I mean, your genes are very strong. Very <laughs> strong. I can't believe my genes are in there going, Scott, get out. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, and together with my best friend, screenwriter, actor and Logie Award winner, Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. How are you, my darlings? It's a funny old time at the moment, so much so that I found myself Googling general overwhelm (laughs) and I clicked Google News because I have been feeling a certain type of way. I've just been feeling off. I've been feeling overwhelmed but a really low insidious level. I can still get stuff done but it's kind of reminiscent of how I was feeling before my diagnosis and I now know you know, I'm in the, I was in the two weeks leading up to getting my period and I just got my period. So I'm like in that first couple of days of hell. Let's normalise heavy flows. I just want to tip my hat to all the heavy flow ladies out there and heavy flow menstruators because I know trans men also menstruate. Our non-binary friends also menstruate. To anyone who has a heavy flow, any human, I see you. I'm a heavy flow girl. I used to hear my friends at high school be like, oh, I barely notice it. I only have to wear a tampon on like for one day and it's gone in three. Like mine hangs around for seven to eight days. And sometimes in the middle of my cycle, I'll just get a little bit of brown, just a little bit of overflow. (laughs) So I know that my ADHD symptoms are worse as my estrogen levels drop. And I found this out because I did interview psychiatrist and ADHD coach, Dr. Perry, and that's going to be coming to you very soon, that chat. But it was really enlightening to understand, you know, how cycles affect everything. But it just felt like, I just feel like there's been an energy around everyone at the moment where everything is low level falling apart Our infrastructure is crumbling. I've read about healthcare workers are not okay. All the nurses and registrars and doctors are exhausted. Teachers have had it. Everyone's just, but we're all smiling and sticking glue and glitter on top of things and looking at each other and hoping no one notices how much the other person is struggling. But we all are. But it's kind of, we're not talking about it. We're in this weird denial. And this term came up and it was, and it really resonated with me. And I also know when, I, when I'm listening to one particular song a lot and it's from, there's, there's a Broadway musical called Waitress and there's one song in particular that if I start putting it on high rotation, it's She Used To Be Mine. Do you know it? <laughs> I'm going to sing it because I am Barbara Streisand. Not the whole song, but just like if I'll be I'll sitting in the car and I'll be sitting there quietly singing. <laughs> it's not simple to say. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> 
And most days I don't recognize me But these shoes Like I just, I'm there and I'm singing it <laughs> She's in, not gentle it She's imperfect But she tries She is good But she lies Can you imagine? Can you imagine me? Oh, that is what the kids would call cringe That I've done that, but I don't care she is hot on herself. So, um, I Googled general overwhelm, Google News, and the term ambient stress popped in front of me. And as I read it, I'm like, I think 99% of the general population, certainly most of you, are experiencing ambient stress, ambient anxiety. And it is like, imagine the hum of a television on in the background. Remember those old tellies and if you flicked between tellies, you'd get static. And that static is there all the time. You can go about your day, but it's there at a weird low level. That's what this ambient stress, ambient anxiety is. It's there and maybe we won't even detect it, but it's just slowly eating away at our resilience. So we're built to deal with super stressful things that are very obvious, you know, like the pandemic. We started baking bread. We, we started doing knitting and weaving and crocheting and we were able to have these coping mechanisms for when it was in our face and we could deal with it. But humans aren't designed to deal with long-term anxiety and stress. But that's what we're in now into our third year. So we, we kind of let go of our coping mechanisms, the baking, the bread, and, you know, just the nice little things we were doing each day to survive. And I was reading this thinking, yes, I have this ambient stress, this ambient anxiety. It's just like you're just a little bit less cheerful, a little bit less hopeful, a little bit, your sense of humour's not there. You're just a little bit more angry and a little bit more fearful, but not enough for it to warrant, I don't know, speaking about it or treating it or... And so I just... I then, of course, wanted to find out how we get over this. What what can I do? And all I could come across was it just said if you feel that you do have this ambient stress and ambient anxiety, you need to reincorporate the things you were doing during the pandemic. You need to find little ways to reset your brain enough that you've got little spots of light to set into. And it can be as simple as buying yourself new undies and looking forward to putting them on the next morning or changing up what you have for breakfast or buying a different type of coffee or a different type of shampoo or, you know, watching a favourite TV show from when you were a kid. Just tiny little treats for yourself and, and making a list of them and then planning them out. And that's the only way to kind of combat this way we're all feeling. So I don't know. I just wanted to let you know I was feeling a certain type of way and I'm usually pretty because I'm an empath and all my nerve endings and, and I feel and see and notice and hear everything because I'm neurodivergent. It just felt like, you know, when I put my finger in my mouth and tested the air, you know what I mean? That's the vibe I'm getting back from everyone. Just like I'm exhausted, I'm a bit angry, I'm a bit scared, but I'm just going to pretend like I'm okay and just keep swimming, 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 swimming. That's Dory. Wow. I mean, I've done some Broadway. I've done some Disney. I've done some low-level psychiatry. <laughs> but I really wanted to talk to you about this today. Other than all of that, I 
I don't know, that has been really consuming me. The episode that you're about to hear, there is a 30-minute discussion really around how to build a sex room. You don't have to have watched it. You don't. There's no spoilers. It's been the most fantastical distraction for me. I started watching it earlier in the week and I managed to finish it very quickly. It's the most delightful mix of... Uh, like BDSM dungeons and women finally telling their husbands, hey, man, I've never had an orgasm. And there's a wonderful English woman at the centre of it. So Michael and I talk about that at length. Marcella joins in on the chat. Yes, my daughter is in on the chat about sex rooms. We also review Beyonce's new album and the controversy surrounding her at the moment on a couple fronts. So that's in there. And then there's this call out. I need your help, Emsolators, specifically if you are a tailor or a seamstress who knows how to make suits. You'll hear why, hang through to the end, but I've put the call out and I'm confident we can get this done. I know you can make me what I need. I don't know why I've never thought of this sooner, but you'll hear it. When you hear it, you'll know. All right, well, look after yourselves. Be careful. If the ambient stress thing really resonated with you, know that you're not alone. If there's more going on for you, if you're feeling like not ambient stress but just like emergency stress and emergency anxiety, please go to your GP. Please. Feeling overwhelmed 90% of the time to the point where it's really interfering with your day and your life is not normal and it's not okay. And I have been there and I have tried to white-knuckle it and it doesn't work. It ends up exploding in your face. So if you're hearing this and it's much more than ambient, please, my darling, wherever you are right now, please pause the podcast, call your GP, make an appointment and look after yourself because I know that you are most likely the engine room in the sunshine for a lot of people and you must, must put your oxygen mask on first, even though we are socially conditioned to think that, you know, maybe that's selfish or we should be martyring ourselves and family and friends and work should come before our needs. It's not correct. All right, play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas, straight from the set of the newsreader, wrapped for the day. Have you wrapped? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It's not like you've snuck away. You never do that. No, too um, responsible. <laughs> how's it going all in all? Season two of the newsreader. I, look, everything we're getting on camera is great. It's really weird making things in the time of COVID. Really weird. Anything can happen. You just wake up in the morning and you think, who's gone down? Coronavirus! <laughs> It's true. And if someone, and you're on such a tight schedule, and this is the thing, this is the hard thing about being in the arts. Mm. Like, it's really just luck of the draw, roll of the dice at this point. Shows are being cancelled everywhere. People can't put casts up. The swings of the swings of the understudies. Mum is unwell. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it's like this strange, weird gamble being in our industry at the moment. Oh, it's horrible. And, and no one cares, by the way, because the building industry is crumbling, the health system's crumbling. There's this weird vibe in the air. No one cares about us. We're the least cared about. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, one of the interesting things about it is we've had a lot of people test positive. As far as we know, no one, there's been no transmission in the workplace. Like, <laughs> because wood. we're Touch so... We, we all wear... We have to wear masks, yeah. we wear gloves, we do all of that. Yeah. People are getting it from 
and they're not getting it from planes in our no. experience because we fly people in and yeah. out, but they're getting it from like Living birthday parties and things like that, yeah. like going to a big dinner party on the weekend. That's what's that's what's triggering it. But it just sort of you goes to, to show... You have to choose if you're going to work, and if you're going to work in our industry, you cannot have a social life. Mm. You have to lock yourself down like you're in isolation again if you want to earn a living. Mm. Or go to a, you know, be a garden and do Open it outdoors. Air. Yeah. But you have to be the person to be like, oh, sorry, I can't. Mm. How is it? Un- is it is is it enclosed? How many people? Yeah, that, that's right. You feel <laughs> like an idiot. I should welcome Marcella to the group chat. Mm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my voice. <laughs> she went out two nights in a row, and now she's being punished. I didn't go out two nights in a row. You left the house and were gone till midnight Friday, Saturday night. That's but I didn't go out. It's not like I went to the clubs and had a huge night. Did you leave the house? Yes. You went out. Marcella's here. I have just finished watching a series you've never heard of, which blew my mind. It's called mm. How to Build a Sex Room. Everybody's so excited. Finally, I got sent this so many times that, as is the nature of my brain, I will not watch a show until people stop recommending it to me. Yeah. So finally I stopped getting told to watch it, and so I watched it. Of course. How to Build a Sex Room. So before we even talk about it, we're going to do another OK Stop. Michael is going to view the trailer. I do want to say that if I knew about this show, I probably too would have recommended it because I'm thinking it will involve some sort of renovation craft somehow. And is it like the block but for a Fifty Shades dungeon? Okay, stop. Do it. Hello. Nice to meet you. Okay, stop. At this point, I don't know who is the sex room guru, and who, but I'm pretty sure it's the lady with the grey hair, and I'm electrified. It reminds me, she's giving me the vibes of when we watched that Gwyneth thing and the orgasm maestro. You speak of Melanie Rose. Oh, She anyway. is the host and interior designer of the show. Okay. Continue. Nice to meet you. May I come in? Yeah, come on Please in, come on in. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Welcome. So I understand you want a sex room. Okay, stop. <laughs> I did not even realise that this service existed. <laughs> it does. It really does. And she has been doing it for almost a decade, this exact service, for very, like, very wealthy clients. This is the first time she's branching out into the burbs. I'm also feeling like... The couple that have come around have really thought about what they're wearing and he's gone, I'm really impressed with what he's gone, he's gone, I would describe it as a mauve shirt with a little pendant hanging mm-hmm. on a chain. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, oh, this couple is hectic. Hectic. Yeah, continue. Right. My name is Melanie Rose. For over 15 years, I've been designing high-end homes. So when a client asked me if I'd ever designed a sex room, I thought, why not? Why wouldn't I go and design a sex room? Wait a minute. <laughs> Don't give it some pussy tap. Okay, Don't stop. give it some pussy tap. Okay. <laughs> what caught your eye? Well, just the phrase "don't give it some pussy tap." I think she means "don't give it a weak tap, give it a hard." But she's she's the choice of adjective is is really throwing me there. Look, and also they've flashed up a whole lot of sex rooms at this point, mm-hmm. and it's moved very quickly. I mean, I did need a lot of investigations. <laughs> I saw a lot of stripper poles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That thus far is all I've really made out. Okay. Okay. Here yep. we go. But when I design them, they can be beautiful. No video games in the room. No, we're not playing video games in the Okay, here. stop. Uh, I just want to say, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of these have design cues that would actually match your house, and that, it's really surprised me. There's a lot of colour. Yeah, but no, we'll flowers. get into the design. It's not a design show. Don't tune into this thinking it's grand designs because it ain't. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, continuing. Yeah. Oh. You're going to play with your wife instead. <laughs> <laughs> and they are places where couples can explore their deepest fantasies. I would have never thought that being tied in rope yeah. would make me feel sexy. Ma oh, that's brilliant. Curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, full credit to her reacting to someone in a harness going, Mwah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm also, I mean, it's such a niche market. Mm. I can honestly say I'm, I feel really sheltered because I'm looking at the things in this room and... Are you with the gay couple's room? I'm currently looking at the original woman and she's standing on this big, like, X Oh, the thing. X. Yep, mm, yep, yep, yep. Mm. Got it, got it. Continue. It's an Andrew's cross. It's me and my mom. Oh. Okay, stop. Great general Sorry, what? The St Andrew's Cross. How do you know what the St Andrew's Cross is? Oh well, Melanie puts it in pretty much everyone's room, even when they don't even ask for it. She's really there for the St Andrew's Cross. And when did you watch this show? Um, just the other day. And you've watched the entire series? Yes. <laughs> in one night? Yes. It's very educational. Do you get tied to the cross? Yes. Yes. Oh, cella. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a bit religious. Wow. Continue. Well, contractor, his name is Mike. I didn't break nothing. It was the little guy. Oh, no, no. I always like to make his life a little bit difficult. Can you lie in the bed, please? Hey, I just hey, want to... Okay, hey. stop. I feel like I really would be interested to see some the, sort of romantic comedy between those two. The dynamic between them makes us all uncomfortable. Really? It's not. It's a bit icky. It's, it's not... Okay. There's definitely... Something's going on. Someone would be called to HR in real life, and I don't know which one of them. Okay, <laughs> all right, continue. You were our angel for our marriage. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. They say you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Okay, stop. How can this show function without showing them having sex in the room? Never. It never does. Mm -mm, it's wholesome. It's the most wholesome show on telly. She just goes, okay, I'll leave you to it. But then sometimes part of me is like, Ripped I wonder off. if she joined in. Because you always get the sense she's one degree away from joining in. Like, she's, she's very saucy. And it's believable that she'd end up in a, in a joint group situation well, with every couple. How else would she know if the room is truly ready if she hasn't <laughs> tried everything out? This show is basically sexy changing rooms like... The thing is, Melanie Rose turns up and I have so many questions because you know when my brain goes with stuff, it often goes like a bit left off the path. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it has people from all walks of life. There's a real estate agent, a cop, a mm -hmm. truck driver. Now, seemingly these people will have to go to work and their colleagues and friends and family, especially the deputy sheriff, are going to watch this and know that when they go home tonight, they're going home to a house with a sex dungeon. And then similarly, when they're coming over for dinner, if I'm a guest at their house and I've seen the show, all I want to know is... Where's the sex dungeon? Maybe to the sex I dungeon. I need to see the sex dungeon. Well, we're saying dungeon, but I think that that's... No, there's dungeons. Okay. So the, it ranges from out-and-out BDSM dungeon under the house to sensual spa room in neutral tones. Like, okay. there's, a, there's a spectrum of sex rooms. And the couple, the, the couple that you first meet is the proper, like... <laughs> But the thing about this show that makes me laugh is she's like, okay, now, darlings, over here's the St Andrew's Cross. You've got the uh, the gags, the nipple clamps and uh, the whips and the pussy tappers. And look at the stunning exposed brick here. Look at the stunning exposed brick here next to the faux fur. Oh, she loves the faux fur, but all the faux furs are white. So my brain's like, the clean-up. If you're sticking a butt plug in your dude and then you're wank pulling it out, this is going to be splatter because it's straight guys. And mm. honestly, straight people are not okay. The interiors of these houses, they 
they all look like serial killers because they walk into these houses and there's no furniture. Did you notice, Chella? There's no throw cushions. There's nothing on the walls. It's all very minimalist in most of their houses. Except the farmhouse. But that was a bit tragic. <laughs> Melanie walked into the farmhouse and went, oh. And then she was like, we can't put a sex room in here. I'm going to build I'm going to build a separate room. Oh. I don't want to be in this space. No. It so was a sex outhouse. It, yeah. She had to remove any sort of sensual stuff from the house out. Like okay, it right. It couldn't happen in the farmhouse. But th- that's the thing. So I had all these questions like, and also a few of these couple, have, they have kids, right? Yeah, that is my thing. Uh, what about there was one couple, they got their whole bedroom done. Instead of having a separate room, they got their bedroom done up and had like um, a mirror above the bed and it was like Vegas style and they had like a stripper pole in the centre of the room mm. and then, yeah, some dildos hanging on the wall, some handcuffs. Don't forget the penis coat hooks. The penis coat oh. hooks. And, stunning, they, stunning. and their kids' room is directly across the hall. Yeah. And the, and so they can see of... mum putting on a performance at night as she leaves the door ajar. Or dad. I don't think Dad's dad. That was the truck driver. He wasn't on he the didn't pole. Want to on you the don't pole. think he's not on the pole. He's watching the. The, the pole. thing that would be, I mean, imagine how excited you'd be as a kid if there was a pole in a room as well. Like you didn't know. <laughs> but the other thing is, some of these are quite dungeony and like you know with ball gags and stuff. So the kids may never even know. And then imagine like the kids turning fifteen and start to see that mum and dad have been on the show and they realise they've been in a house with a secret sex dungeon. Now. Imagine if you found out now that secretly at our place there's a secret sex dungeon. Now. Were you tempted to put in a sex dungeon? Absolutely not. Can I just say, if you did... <laughs> Whatever what... the opposite of a sex dungeon is, <laughs> is what I want. I want the inverse of a sex dungeon. If you did build it, i give it six weeks until Scott would move the stationary bike in there. <laughs> <laughs> he would request that from Melanie. Can we just... Could there be room for a bike in the she corner? Would, but she would make him take the seat off the bike to make it sexy. No, the seat would be a penis. Oh, true, true. Like in the hobby horse she brought in that time. Yeah, with the with the plastic with the that didn't penis stay on that, that wobbles. Yeah, yeah, it was the chair that but the yeah. dick kept falling. And then the the carpenter, her mate Mike, was like turkey slapping her with a prosthetic penis. Mm. I'm like, that's not in the health and safety codes for building. Mm. I don't think you're allowed to do that stuff. No. But then there's this there's this polyamorous family. We have what we call our poly family. Oh, there's more of you. Yeah. So in our family, there's seven of us. Seven. <laughs> yeah. So she turns up at this house and this couple answer the door and then she finds out that... Sori is actually my ex-wife. But we're going out still. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> Sorry, I just have to... Ex-wife. Yeah. Current girlfriend. And current girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. And I don't currently live here. Get your head around that. Okay, yeah. And then they're like, we need a really big bed, wink, wink. Big, huge bed. I'm like, why do you need a big bed? And then it turns out the wife brought them all together and they need a racy rec room. They need a bed that they can do cuddle puddles in. <laughs> they, and they have and to... where do you think the puddle part comes from? Oh. I love muddy puddles. And she has to then talk to every partner and, like, understand all their kinks and meet all their requirements. And she's sitting there going... Right, okay, darling, so you like to be pissed on. You like a golden shower, so we're going to need drainage. I've seen some stunning trains, some ceramic drains. I was thinking something, and then she'll draw something up, a little sketch pad, of a drain 
that a woman is going to lay upon as six other people wee on her. There's the drain. And they're saying it like, and I thought we'd just put maybe a walking cupboard here as well. Stunning, you know, just for the sake. And then there's a, there's a chap who likes to watch. We'll put a little curtain across the door. That was my most concerning part. That was the he most was concerning like, part. He was like, I just want to watch and film people. And she was like, okay. So she makes him this little cupboard hmm. where he can just stand and pull across a little blind and just have a little peep of the cuddle puddle. They can see everything. Everything from there. <laughs> so good. That is literally what the guy in Psycho does. <laughs> Correct. But then there's some moments in the show where I'm like, this is such a fucking good show. So she's sitting with the woman, she's like, have you ever had a multiple orgasm? No. Have you, but you have orgasms? Maybe. Oh. And so then she brings her husband in, takes the wife out, and she's like, darling, darling, I found a book that says, where's the G-spot? Clearly you've never found it. Unleashing her G-spot. Orgasm. This intrigues me. Yeah, me too. Has she had orgasms before while you've had sex? I don't know, probably. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> then she takes them off to a sex shop and then she makes them all hold vibrators and the husband and the wife are there and the wife is literally holding, about to have an orgasm from just having the vibrator <laughs> on her hand. She really doesn't speak well of his skills, does it? None. Also, how do they go from she hasn't even had an orgasm to she's getting a full sex room? I mean, and it... a stripper pole. Wow. She got a mirror on the ceiling. This woman has never had an orgasm. Wow. Feels like cup for the horse, but anyway. Yeah. And if you build it, they will come. Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 Oh, my God. How about that? Can't teach that, can you? Yes. <laughs> I'm going home. Never has someone been so excited <laughs> by going home. successful I mean, I... double entendre slash field of dreams <laughs> reference. I mean, it has everything. I just made the greatest <laughs> joke of my career. Like, I may as well, I'm packing up my Spyrex and good day to you, sir, madam. I simply cannot top that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, look, How to Build a Sex Dream. It does, in a weird way, it is, I wasn't joking, it is the most wholesome show I've watched. I cried. Really? I start episodes literally watching her put in an apparatus with a fake penis on top, that she, like a hobby horse, like like a riding, like a bucking bull, but with a bucking penis. Mm. And I'm watching that, and then she's popping harnesses on throw pillows. And you move to cheese. And at the end of it, I'm she crying. She loves a harness throw pillow. Oh, mate. Loves it. Where does one even procure a loves harness? It. You know what she loves? That's a penis what... coat hook. Yeah. That's what yeah. her favourite, I mean, that's her, that's her like, go-to. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you need a coat hook? I'm going to put a cock on But she wall. takes them to, like, sex workshops too. She really loves um, the shibari. Oh, yeah. She really loves a bit of rope play. What, what about the mistress one? Which mistress one? Remember, there's a couple who are, like, into um, dominatrix, so she takes them. This is my dream for my daughter and she <laughs> to be talking about this stuff. <laughs> Oh my well done. She takes job. them and remember she's trying to teach the country farm girl how to be a, a oh, dominatrix. Look, I'll be honest, I was phasing in and out. I was on my phone huh? a lot. That was the best one. No, it wasn't. Not Apart from me. the polyamorous. Yeah, the polyamorous thing family. was I was obsessed with the seven of them. Obsessed. And Do I we need... find out anything about her personal life? No. Not at all. But what Except I for also... the tension, weird tension, the tension with the guy. With the builder, yeah. I need like at the end of the housewives, you get a reunion. I need a reunion. I was thinking that we go in yeah. and we go, oh, how's the sex room going? Or just going? get them all together and, like, I want to know, how's the cleanliness going? Have yeah. they managed that? Like, does the piss drain well? Is it an efficient... Because the white leather and the white faux fur, she fucking puts it on everything. Mm. I just know... I mean, I can't even wear a white shirt without getting a stain on it by 11am. Do you remember the reality show Gigolos? Do you think you know what it's like being a gigolo? You don't. Um, of course. That went there. 
Like pixelated, it sure, but it really you went there. You understood the service the woman had paid for. I'm That's having vivid right. memories of yep. a oh, 50 year old ceiling cameras. Yes. yes, she's lying, With her spread legs angle. Akimbo. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, okay, she's paid a thousand bucks, and I think that she, I can viscerally feel she's getting her money swear. That's right. Yeah. Because there are just things I need to know. If the like, what she is she a good designer? That's right. Well, that gigolos had narrative follow through, and I feel like that's what you may be lacking in the sex room show. I learned a lot. I learned that I absolutely never won like a sex room. Uh, yeah, really <laughs> from wow. Melanie Rose. Yeah. In I'd the like ear to be friends of monkey pox is probably, you know, Mate, for the best. I would like to host a show like that. I love talking to people about, and she's really destigmatizing sex. That was the other thing for me. I do my best to destigmatize that kind of thing. I'm talking about mm. it freely and openly. I'm talking about polyamory with seven people having sex and peeing in a drain with my daughter right now. That's right. But I don't want that for myself, you know? Like, mm. I'm happy to educate people and open up the conversations, but mm. I don't want to, mm. like, I don't want to do the practical exam. No, you're just a, wanna, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just keep it basic. I'm Morgan Meat Freeman. Potatoes. Like, I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm like the narrator. There is a mysterious ritual that dates back thousands of years. You know? I'm the narrator of that. <laughs> Michael's face. You know how you know how when Swift. No, it's just a bit of a loop no, to go from. Not, I want to discuss sex rooms, but not get involved, which makes me Morgan Freeman. Yes, in my brain. Look, I don't think linearly. Like there was 15 steps that you didn't get to see. No, but I, I get it because he's the narrator, but he doesn't impact the story. But yes. I, I was just thinking of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, for some reason. No. He's deeply involved think in that. Think about like the, the penguins, March of the Penguins, right? He's not a fucking penguin. He's not getting cold. He's not getting eaten by polar bears. He's not fighting. He's not looking after his eggs. But he's an integral part of the discussion. He brings all those penguins together. He brings us in on the penguin life. Mm-mm. I, therefore, am the Morgan Freeman of this these conversations. I think that he is more removed from penguins than you are removed from people having sex. <laughs> like, I think, I think actually, actually you do fall in. No. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if the last three years or anything to go by, no. He is more close to the penguin than I am to the sex. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Pandemic. Pandemic. Is that what we're blaming? Oh, just don't, like... It's just shriveled up and do- I just, I'm okay. so tired. I'm too tired. It's the ambient stress. <sighs> it's the ambient. <laughs> bling again. There we go. <laughs> Marcella's like, I'll talk about polyamory and wee drains. <laughs> I did not need to hear you talking about your sex life with my father. <laughs> <laughs> I could see your parents getting a sex room. I really could. My parents, Mm. Jenny and Vince. Yeah, I really could. (laughs) Jenny has so many different areas in her neighbor in her garden. It would feel really. She she does. She would. It would totally be outdoors. There was a lady who got a sex. I've done the Segway harp. She's your grandmother. (laughs) Your mum would destroy a sex room. Destroy it. <laughs> she would love it. Well, the problem is my mum would go rustic. That's her design brief. And, you get and I don't know that that's what you want. People would be like, pine cones, okay. Did I sit on a wooden owl? <laughs> or a dildo? <laughs> Beyonce has released a new album. We're going to go away, we're going to come back, and we're going to discuss it at length. There are various opinions at this table. That's next. 
M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Renaissance is out. The first of a three-part extravaganza. It's a trilogy. Mm. It's been a very long time since she's given us a solo project like this. I speak, of course, of Queen B, Beyonce, Beyonce Carter Knowles. Giselle. Beyonce Giselle Carter Knowles, isn't it? Yes, you're correct. It dropped when I mistakenly came in for an interview on Friday morning. I was 24 hours uh, early for. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed the ADHD wonder, uh, Dr Perry, and that's being edited, and he was in New York, and I was meant to hook up with him 5pm New York time mm-hmm. on a Friday, which I thought was 7am Friday, but it's a day, we're a day mm-hmm. in front of America. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. As I was sitting here and realised my mistake, Beyonce's album appeared, and I was like, she fucking What a me. gift. She did. Mate... So there are some poor bitches <laughs> got up way too early. She needs to dance. <laughs> she does need to dance. So, okay, initial reactions. We've all heard it. We've all heard it. What do we? Let's all say what we're giving it out of five out loud. Whoa. Okay, by comparison, out of five. Out of five. By comparison, what are we all going? What are we all giving Lizzo's album? Okay. 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 One, two, three, four point five. A five for me for Lizzo. I love it. Wait, are we doing Lizzo? Yeah, say Lizzo first. It's like I can't compare them. I'll just give no, it a, just give a an rating. independent All right, rating. Fine, a four. Okay. Just, wait, just establishing who the harshest person is here. Yeah. Not me. Beyonce's Renaissance album. Three and a half to four. Three point seven five. Three and a half. Three point nine. I love the idea of it more than I love it. Mm. actual music. Yeah. It flows like a beautiful piece of art. I feel and I suspect once I see the visuals... Well, the, the cover my still keeps will me lift. going. If I'm looking yeah. on my little Spotify thing and I see the cover Correct. of her and that horse yeah. with those amazing breasts that she seems to have there, yeah. then that makes every bit of music sound better. I agree. And mm. I'm pretty sure once we get the visuals, which is unlike her not to, like, slam us with everything all at once. Yeah, she's meeting it out now. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to live. But on the first listen through... I'm not as enamoured as I was with Lizzo because I, it's hard not to compare and you can't compare them because one's like Beyonce's is so different. It's got so much gravitas and it's a lot basier and earthier and grittier. And Lizzo's is easy pop. Just pop. Yeah, and she, Lizzo wants to go to number one with every single song on mm. that one, whereas Beyonce mm. is sort of more, she's creating a mood. Experience. She's doing something, yeah. But I'm sorry, I have ambient stress and I yeah. want Lizzo in these times. Oh, totally. She's so reassuring. She's so reassuring. She's just joy. <laughs> And Beyonce has been caught up in a scandal or in a in controversy. Her track Heated uses the same ableist slur that Lizzo was mm-hmm. pinged for using and um, hasn't handled it as well as Lizzo did, in my opinion. Mm. Thoughts and feelings. Well, I saw that she's decided to re-release, re-record and re-release, and mm. I applaud that, but she didn't sort of own it the way that Lizzo did by releasing a personal message. Not yet, anyway. No, and also it started with it wasn't used in an intentionally derogatory way. We didn't mean it. Mm. And everyone knows the first rule of apology is you, you just, mm. just say, I'm sorry and mm. I'm going to work mm. on it and not do it again. Mm. So it was strange that she gave an excuse for why they used it. Mm. Co-written with Drake as well, this track. Mm. So, and I don't know, Drake's got a, I don't, I get a bad taste in my mouth around Drake. He seems like he gaslights women a lot and he deals with his butthurt brokenheartedness from being rejected because he's been a bit of a douche by writing awful diss tracks. Well, and sometimes Beyonce 
I mean, I love her. She's the queen. Obsessed, obsessed. I'm surprised sometimes that, that, that she can go really on the edge with some lyrics and she doesn't seem to, like... Like, it always surprised me with her and Jay-Z that had that chance. Jay-Z? It, Jay-Z. Is that, is that the one before? Jay-Z, yeah. <laughs> now, remember oh. when the, the chant where he was saying, yeah. eat the cake, anime? Oh, Tina. It, it's, it's, that's what Ike Turner said to... T- and then next thing, Michelle Obama's... Like I feel like I agree. The ha- whole the whole reverence that those two have around Ike and Tina, Ike document it, it's known he physically abused Tina, and that was a shocking scene in the movie where he was like slamming her into that yeah. cake and saying that, and they put it in a song in this kind of yeah, it's strange. It's it was strange. strange, and no one said anything. Except for us right now, we'll probably have the Beegency after us. No, the Beegency and the Beehive, you, we love her. We love her. But we need to be able to discuss this stuff, and I think she would like these discussions happening. Mm. There probably there is a lot of Madonna's confession on, on a dance floor in there. I mean, the way that it's all mixed and everything like that. But also she's got even a lot of the lyrics and everything Did like that. Did you see the Harry similar. Styles thing as well? Stylers are saying Beyonce has copied tracks and lyrics. I got sent this complex. It looked like, you know, Jaded X Cop was kind of track down the serial mm. killer that would save his career, like string mm-hmm. and everything on a board. But, yeah, there's some alignments with Harry's and Beyonce's tracks and lyrics. Wow. Mm. I know. I think it's going to grow on us. And I don't understand what she's got left. There's two more albums coming. I know. Well, I think it was also because Break My Soul was such an immediate banger. Like, I was in hard. It was so much fun. As soon as you heard that rapper going off, it was just, I was totally ready for it. Whereas the rest of it is more of an acquired taste, mostly. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a few more bangers. Yeah. Uh, for me, Cuff, Break it. My, Cuff it, yeah. Yeah, Cuff It's a highlight for me. And what, Summer Renaissance. But that's, but that's all the sample, though, for me. That's why I love that one. Oh, and did you see her and Kaylisa kicking off? The reality is, okay, is that my real beef is not only with Beyonce, because at the end of the day... She sampled a record. She's copied me before. She's done it before. So have many other artists. It's fine. I don't care about that. The issue is, is that not only do, are we female artists, okay? Black female artists in an industry that we, there's not that many of us, right? We've met each other. We know each other. We have mutual friends. It's not hard. She can contact, right? Ash Nico, who's what, 20? She's a young white girl. She reached out when she freaking, like, it's just common decency, right? It's common decency, especially because because, as so many of you pointed out, as though I don't know, but let me help you, okay? I know what I own and what I don't own. I also know the lies that were told. I also know the things that were stolen. Publishing was stolen. People were swindled out of rights. It happens all the time, especially back then. So it's not about me being mad about Beyonce. She's one issue because it was stupid and disrespectful and she should have at least reached out. And the reality is, is that it's frustrating. I have the right to be frustrated. Why? Because no one had the human decency to call and be like, yo, hey, would like to use your record. And I'm going to say what I have to say. I don't mince my words. So all of you Beyonce fans, knock yourselves out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that was some harsh words. And interesting. And I understand why Kaylee's is pissed. And I kind of respected how she said, look, you know, we know each other. We have mutual friends. She could have just reached out and said, hey, I've always loved this song. I'm going to use it. Kaylee's doesn't have any financial claim to it. It's owned by Pharrell, the Neptunes. But... I think if I was Kaylee, so I'd be I'd be miffed as well. Mm. And respect, like she'd be copping it from the beehive. Can you imagine? They'd be mm. releasing bees at her house right now. So I've got bees in her car, bees everywhere. I don't know why I think they control the bees. But it wouldn't surprise me. Or what? You release the dogs or the bees or the dogs with bees in their mouth and when they bark, they shoot bees at you. But it's doing what it's meant to do and she has remained silent. The only thing Beyonce has said is, thank you for not listening to the leaked album. I love you deep. Yeah, heartfelt handwritten note posted on Instagram. Respect. With a beautifully 
art designed image accompanying it. But of course. famously, she never responds to controversy. She never no, does. But she's don't so apologise. She hasn't even re- she doesn't run or even touch any of her social media accounts. Mm, she so. mustn't have known about the Lizzo thing. But sometimes I think that's just the way to go. Like, don't, don't ever apologise. I know a few very high profile women that take that approach. One I know personally, one you know personally, that they have had a few things come at them in the last probably year and they just don't acknowledge it. They just power on. I don't know. I can't. I'm the Lizzo camp. I over-explain it. I bleed on it. I fall on my sword. I need to dissect it. I need to answer every comment. Mm. Imagine just being able to go, I know. I'm Lizzo Cam too. Still can't start my day. I get in the car and I put an Am I ready? Am I ready? So good. All right, that's that's enough from us. My outfit's fallen through for the speech. I know. I feel like I'm not honouring that crisis with as much gravity as it probably was. No, you know, there's been another fall through. What? Another outfit that didn't work. What? A second outfit? And I I can't return it, they won't take it. Nothing but, happened to it. They just don't accept refunds for my reason, which is it doesn't work. <laughs> so I cried in a shop today and until I had to go back in because I forgot something and I was too upset Embarrassed to go, to back, go in. back in. I was embarrassed. I was upset. I said to the woman, come on, mate. Like, you can, we can, we can re- refund we can, this. I buy right. from you a lot and yeah. I bought other things, but I have a, I'm giving a speech and this isn't going to work on the camera. I look weird in it. I feel uncomfortable. It's scratchy. She wouldn't refund it because I said it was scratchy. Hmm. And I said, she's like, we just don't we just don't refund for those reasons. I said, yeah, but I, like, I've had it for 48 hours. She said, yeah, but you went to the shop and tried it on. I said, yeah, but my three-year-old was screaming and I didn't try it on properly. I didn't even get the flight on up. I just assumed it would fit me and it doesn't fit me. And my three-year-old needed to leave and, like, the girls there were all, like, looking at me and I just had to leave. So I just took it, assuming if it doesn't work, I'll be able to bring it back. She'll like, give you a credit note. I don't want a credit note, mate. <laughs> I'm never buying from you again. I'm never buying from them again. Also, now I have this suit. And I, even, I can't wear it on principle. It'll just bring vibes. Can you sell a credit note to someone? I don't know. But, mate, so now all I have is a shirt. And at, this, at this point in time, I have a great shirt and a pair of shoes. Mm. So it could just be me We've and my jocks. We've got some sequin undies. No, could just be me and my jocks oh. in the shirt and shoes. No, you'll get something fabulous. You will. I know you will. And then you will walk back into that shot, Julia Roberts' Pretty Woman style, and said, remember when you only offered me a credit? Big, Big mistake. mistake. Huge. <laughs> Big mistake. Big. Huge. <laughs> if any of the insulators, if any of you make suits, if any of you are tailors, I don't want for free, <laughs> I'll pay you, but I am after a velvet electric, like a cobalt blue velvet suit. No one has made one for me. This is the new Pantone colour of the season. It was on all the couture runways. It's the new lilac. I'm obsessed with it. You know I'm a colour person. It's this cobalt blue. It's stunning. Royal blue. Rich. I need a velvet suit. Do any of you, any of you seamstresses, I swear to God, I'll send you my measurements. One of you emsolators out there must know someone who can make me a fucking suit in 20 days' time. <laughs> Sounds like the premise of reality TV I'm show. putting it out there. I will wear it at the National Press Club. Like, I will tag you. I will do whatever it takes, but I need this velvet electric blue suit. You're just going to have blue suits now rocking up to your house. Good. Because at the moment it's just me and some jocks and some shoes and a shirt. And a well, brooch you'll be, you'll that I ordered. You'll be behind a podium anyway. You don't need pants. No. I'll have an explosive period. I think you've got to get to and from the podium, though, yeah. at some point. Yeah, for Although sure. Although it would be a statement. The call's been put out. It's my time. I read today how the block had to put them. They didn't have enough tradies, so they had to put a call out to get plumbers and shit. This is my equivalent. I need a velvet suit, Emsolators. Please help me. Please be my little mouse, not James Corden. I'm Cinderella. You're the mice. Please make this happen. Birds. I'm Sandy at the start of Greece. All these things. I need you all to come to my aid, please. I need a velvet blue suit. Please make me one. 
Let's make it happen. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye, Michael. Goodbye. Bye, Marcello. Bye. Hi, gay. <laughs> what? This is Emsolation. Well, I'm hoping some of you have just heard that and you're... You're already sourcing the blue fabric. You're already sending a contact to hello at mrussiano.com with the title, I can make the high-waisted tailored suit of M's dreams out of cobalt blue velvet. It'll be lined because you know what I've noticed since I've been trying on suits everywhere, Emsolators? They don't line women's suit pants anymore. I'm saying you can see the rosacea on my ass cheeks. I don't want that. If I wanted that, I would wear assless chaps. I need lining on my suit pants. I don't want to see the brand of underwear I'm wearing. I don't want people to see my cellulite or my varicose veins. When did we stop lining suit pants? And I've been trying on suit pants that are around, you know, between $150 and $400. Here go, boss. Here go, boss. Hey, here go. Can you pop a silk or some kind of lining in there? Here go, please. I don't even know if Hugo's still around. Get to it, my little M-Slaters. Surely you know someone. Tom Ford has made one. I think Gucci has made one. But it's $4,000 and I don't have any money left after the debacle with the suit I now own that I can't wear, that I can't return. I just need, you know, I'll, I'll pay for this suit if you're going to make it for me. But it can't be $4,000. Mama's not. Mama's got to put that money elsewhere. <laughs> I've got another session with my mindset coach this week, so I'll be reporting back on that with Ben Crow. And I'm going to see an amazing play on Saturday night called Dorian Gray. It's on in Melbourne. It's been sold out, sold out. I have to grovel, beg and steal. Michael and I are going. And Michael and I are going with one of the cast of the newsreader. <laughs> the most followed on Instagram cast member. Michael Teller and I are taking this person to see a play on Saturday night. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. And I also received my call sheet for my appearance on the newsreader. I have a shit day. I have scenes. I have an outfit. There's a lot going on, gang. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you share it. I also want to remind you that Ben, our executive producer, puts together the most beautiful newsletter every week. And it's just really, I don't know how to best sell it to you in that you need it. (laughs) We've kind of changed over how we're sending it out. And I know it's going in a lot of your junk boxes, but this, he spends so much time on it and it's so full of information and love and care and I really love receiving emails where they recommend videos and podcasts and music because I, despite what I do say, I do love you know hearing what other people are watching and doing and being a part of. So Ben puts all of that in there and links to things we've spoken about and you get early access to merch when we drop it. So please make sure that you have registered to be on our mailing list. And if you have and you haven't been getting our emails for a bit, check your junk mail and allow us in, back in again, because we were doing MailChimp and now we're doing another server and you get our MailChimp emails but not the new ones for some reason. So please go and check that. If you haven't signed up, go to the at Emsolation podcast Instagram. There's a highlight button where it says pen pal and just put your details in there and you'll be on our mailing list and get all our rad stuff. Make sure you are interacting with the Emsolation Instagram page because of the new algorithm. It's been a big old mess for Marcella. She's been stressing. But I'm like, no, they all love you. They're just not getting told about us. So make sure you've pressed the notification bell on the Emsolation Instagram page. That way when we post, you'll get a notification, which, you know, it's always good stuff. She puts a lot of work into it. 
That's enough from me, my lovelies, my darlings. Have a wonderful week ahead. And there will be an episode out for you Tuesday, my very special chat with Dr Perry around late diagnosis ADHD in women. We talk about the menstrual cycle. We talk about how it affects when you're going through menopause. We talk about how to support your kids through it, how to support yourself through a diagnosis. Is it worth getting a diagnosis? What other options are there to medication? Like, I really pumped him for information and it was such a great chat. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. All right, gang, we'll talk soon. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify-exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus occasional off-a-shelf installs and flat-pack wrangling from M's dad, Vincey. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please, take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.